morning. Good morning. Am I on? Yes? No? There you go. Thanks, bro. All right, good morning again. There we go. It, it is so great to be with you all uh, this morning. Uh, we're usually, uh, as far as Gospel Hope Espanol, uh, we're usually practicing for our worship uh, during the 9.30 uh, service. And then during the 11, we are upstairs uh, doing Gospel Hope Espanol service. Um, so it is, it is so good to be uh, with you all uh, today. Uh, if you didn't notice, but uh, Brother Derek and I uh, will be your new pastors. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, Pastor... Uh, uh, Ryan and Pastor Rod are not with us today, uh, but uh, we are so glad to be here and uh, be able to worship uh, uh, with you here in the English uh, service. Um, let's go to Galatians chapter 1, and the title of the message this morning, it is, It's Not Me. It is not me. Let's pray. And let's ask the Lord to help us today. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. We love you and we need you, Lord. We need your strength. We need your wisdom as we uh, will be uh, not only uh, hearing your word preach, but Lord, uh, make us also a doer of uh, what we uh, hear this morning. Father, we love you. We need you. Thank you for the opportunity to worship together, sing praises to you, Lord. Um, Lord, you are mighty to save. You are the only one that is mighty to save. And we praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. It's not me. I don't know if uh, some of you have heard or seen. Uh, the website that is called I Am Second. And the I Am Second uh, stories or videos uh, of people that, that, that have gone through very difficult uh, seasons or situations in their lives. And at some point in, in the video, uh, you hear of, of them not only going through whatever the, the, the difficult situation or, or circumstance that they were uh, facing at, but some point you will hear something like, and then God, or something like, and then I, I realize that God is, is a God of mercy and compassion and love, or something like, you know, when I was going through a very difficult situation, the Lord sent some, someone and invited me to church, and I heard the, uh, God's word, and God did a work uh, in, in my heart, and that's why I can give you a, a testimony, or I can share the story of what I'm sharing with you right now. But at the end of each video, after they share their testimony, you hear these three words. At the very end, there is a pause, and then they say, I am second. In other words, whatever the situation was, it was not me that got me through, but it was the Lord. It was God. And they are recognizing right there that in that moment, 
It wasn't their strength. It wasn't their talents. It was not their skills, but it was God. And that's why they said, I am second. I'm way in the back of the room because God now, Christ, is the number one priority in my life. And as we continue in the book of Galatians with our series on freedom, the liberating power of the gospel, in this passage that we have in front of us, Paul wanted them and us to see that all that he had said and did was not from him or of him, but it was all God. And brothers and sisters, it is not different for us today. As believers, listen, we have to recognize in a daily basis that it is not me, but it is the Lord Jesus Christ doing a work in me and through me that allows me to do what I need to do for him. So it is not us. It is not me. It is actually God that has done everything and is still doing everything in and through uh, me for his glory. That's why Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry in, in onto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So here's a simple statement. You and I need to recognize daily it is not me, it is him. And we have to do it daily. So as we live in the freedom that the power of the gospel gift, and as we realize daily that it is not me, it is not us, it is all him, can I just remind you of three simple but powerful realities out of this text. Number one, it is not our message, it is his message. Look, look at verses 11 and 12. For I want you to know, brothers, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, and it was not taught it. But it came by revelation of whom? Jesus Christ. I mean, Paul, in these in this two verses, just as he, as he reminded them back at the beginning of chapter 1, that his apostleship, his call to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, was not from him, did not uh, came from any human, but came straight from the Lord Jesus Christ. He is telling them here, the gospel that I preach to you did not come from any human origin, no human source, not, no one taught it to me, but it came directly by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Christ saved me. He gave me the gospel. He called me to be an apostle. He called me to serve him. And that's why the message that changed my life, Paul is saying here, that is the same message that I received from the Lord that I'm giving to you and I'm preaching to you and I'm teaching to you. I mean, verse 2 is very clear at the end. It came by revelation of Jesus Christ. So the message Paul is telling them, I gave you, is the same message that I received from Christ. So now it's my responsibility as a servant of God to give it to you the same way that I receive the message of the gospel. I'm not going to change the gospel. I'm not going to compromise the gospel. I'm going to preach it and teach it to you and share it with you the same way that I received it. In other words, 
it is not my message, it is his message. And we need to recognize that reality daily. Because God wants us to be faithful to the gospel message, to preach it and to share it as I receive it from the Lord. Do you remember when God saved your life? Maybe you were sitting with somebody at a coffee shop and somebody shared with you the gospel. Maybe you were on the phone. Maybe just somebody wrote you an email and telling you what the gospel is. Maybe somebody invited you to church and you came and you heard the gospel and God by his grace and by his mercy saved you because of the gospel you receive, if we can put it this way, by his word. The same revelation of Jesus Christ through his word and you accept it and receive it by his grace. And now if you did that, you can say that I'm a believer I'm saved by the power of the gospel. So now as we go into our neighborhoods, as we go into our community, in our workplace, the message is the same message. It is the message that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Paul says in Romans 1:16, for I am not ashamed of the what? Of the gospel. Because it is the power of God for what? <clears throat> for salvation to everyone who believe. <clears throat> in other words, the power is not in you, is in the gospel. The power is not in our words. The power is not in our talents. The power is not in how good we can talk. The power is in the gospel. You, listen to me, you are the messenger of the greatest message on earth. If you know Christ, you, you have it. You have the greatest message on earth. Listen, Paul, yes, he was saved, he was called, and he had a mission. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But that was back then. And he fulfilled what God called him to do. Listen to me. We are now today. And you, if you know Christ, you are now called today to do the same thing that Paul did. To go out and simply sharing the good news of the gospel. I remember, it's been many years ago now, I had an opportunity to meet a guy by the name of Mike Abe. Mike Abe is not from the United States. He's actually from an island very, very far from here in the Micronesian Islands in the Pacific Ocean called Chuk, a very tiny and dark island. And I met Mike Abe when, I, when we were in the, on the island of Guam serving the Lord. And I had an opportunity just to sit down and talk to him and fellowship with him, been to his church in the island of Chuk, uh, a tremendous guy. But on his island, he had a very high position in the government, super well known in the community, super well known in the whole island. And God saved Mike Abe when he heard the gospel. And then he came here to the States to get some, uh, some training, some ministerial training. And now Mike Abe is back in his island on Chuk, and he is pastoring a church. And get what he's doing. He's telling people about Jesus Christ. He is sharing the gospel that he received to his own 
people in a very dark and needy place. And he understood that God saved him not to keep his message for himself, but to go out and share the gospel. Because, listen to me, that is exactly our job as Christians. Don't miss the opportunity to tell others about Jesus. No other message is like the message of the gospel. So guess what? If you have it, share it. If you have it, tell others. If you have it, share it and preach it and proclaim it the way that you have received it as a believer. So don't forget to recognize that it is not your message. Listen to me, it is his message. And we preach only the message of the Lord. So if you have it, tell others about Jesus. But there's a second reality. It's not only that it is his message, but number two, it is his mercy. I mean, Paul takes an incredible approach here. And now he, he gets very personal. I mean, he knew that they heard about Paul. Because that's exactly what he says in verse 13. Look at your Bible for it. You have heard about my former way of life. And he gets, he gets very personal. And, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, Paul's like, hey, uh, like you already know about me. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you again. And he starts in verse 13. And, and you can just follow along. He says his formal way of life in, Juda in Judaism. Pa Paul says, man, I follow traditions, uh, the teachings of men. I try to be perfect as much as I can. Following the law, I was, I was a hardcore Judaism. Paul says, I intensely persecuted God's church. Paul says, I, I tried to destroy the church, not knowing he was fighting against God. Paul says, uh, uh, he, he went ahead of his own people in Judaism. In other words, man, I was, I was making so much progress that I, that was like, I was better than anyone else. Paul was killing it. He was the man in, in, his, in his own group. With his own friends. He continued on the text. Paul was super zealous. He was at the top of his religious pursuit. He was the lead guy when he came to destroying Christianity. I mean, Paul was at the top of the law. And he's sharing his personal testimony with them. And telling everything that he has done in his previous life. Until... Until, you see verse 15, but when what? When who? God. When God, who from my mother's womb set me uh, apart and called me by his what? By his grace. I mean, Paul is just, just being honest with them. And he's opening up himself to everything that he did before Christ. And Paul says, man, I, I, I try to do all that and be perfect. But when God saved me and called me out of my mother's 
womb and saved me by his mercy and grace. When God came into Paul's life, everything changed. I'm, I'm, not, talking, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm not talking about the circumstances change for the good. But what I'm saying is transformation happened inside out. A new heart, new desire, new perspective, new hope. God sent him apart. God called him by his grace. And on top of that, the text says that God was pleased to reveal Paul, his son, Jesus Christ, to preach him to others. It's all grace and it's all mercy. That's why Acts 9 starts like this. Now Saul was still breathing threats and murdered against the disciples to the Lord. He went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus so that he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Verse 3, as he traveled and was near in Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Verse 4, falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. He replied, right at that moment, listen to me. Paul's life changed completely. Why? Because of God's mercy and grace in his life. Because of God's grace and mercy also to us. Listen, only God can take a, a guy like Paul and turn him around by saving him and putting him into his work in his kingdom. I remember many years ago, I had an extremely back pain. And, and it was so bad that I couldn't even walk. And I, and I tried to, to get up and, and I tried to walk. I, I just couldn't until... Until my parents literally had to pick me up, put me in the car. We drove to the hospital. And then I got a shot that was able to relax and relieve my, my muscles. And I was able then to walk slowly with a little bit of pain. But I was able to walk. I could have remained here. But because of the shot, I was able to walk again. And listen to me. Ephesians chapter 2 says that we're dead in our trespasses and sin. But who? God. But God. That now we were dead in our sins. And God, by his grace and by his mercy, has allowed us, if you know Christ as your personal Savior, not only to know him, but also now to serve him. So it is all his mercy, it is all his grace, it's nothing good in us. It's not because of our talents, it's not because of our skills, it's not because nothing that we can do, not because of good works, it's all his mercy and grace. Because God's power, listen, alone is sufficient enough to take any life and turn it around. God's power alone is sufficient enough to take any life and turn it around. Believers, don't forget that truth. There's none good, there's none great in us. 
We're saved by his grace. We can serve him because of his mercy and grace. And in, and in any situation that we face, uh, too, it is his, his grace that sustains us. Nothing good in you and I is to deserve God's favor and grace. Nothing was good in Paul until his salvation. And you might say today, well, you know, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, if God can extend his, his mercy and, and his grace to me. You, 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 don't, you don't know what I'm, what I have done. You don't know what I'm doing right now. Let me ask you a question. Are any of you, any of you going around persecuting Christians and putting them into prison? Let me see your hand. Oh, okay. So we're good. It's good to know that. So there's nothing in us that God is going to say, oh, no, no, it's, 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 too, it's too bad, too bad of a sin. It's, it's too bad of a past. No. If God had the power because of the gospel and who he is to save the apostle Paul, to call him into ministry and for Paul to serve him, don't you think that God has the power to save your life and give you a new meaning and new heart and transform your life for his glory? Don't you think that God's grace is not only enough for salvation, but it's also enough for our sanctification. That God will carry us through, through his mercy and grace daily. It doesn't matter where you're going through right now. God's grace is not only powerful to save you, but God's grace and mercy are powerful to sustain you today. So daily, we need to uh, recognize that we need God's mercy and grace in our lives. So if you know Christ, you have the greatest testimony in the world. So you know what our assignment is? Share it. Just like Paul did. Paul just... Let me just tell you, do you know, you know one of the best things that you could do? Just share your, God, share your testimony. People love to hear stories. Say, hey, can I tell you my story of how God transformed my life? And just let God take it from there. That's why Psalm 84, 11 says, for the Lord... God is a sun and shield. The Lord grants favor and honor. He does not withhold the good from those who live with integrity. Lamentations 3 says, because of the Lord's faithfulness, faithful love, we do not perish for his what? Mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Remember that through your life, his mercy and grace sustain you. Just the same way that God took care of his people, the Israelites, as we read in the Old Testament, and we carried them through. And he never broke the covenant that he did with them. Did they sin? Yes. 
Did they get consequences? Yes. Did God punish them? Yes. Did they suffer? Yes. But through and through and through, you read the mercy and the grace of God. And it is no different for us today in the New Testament. As New Testament believers, the God's grace is going to carry us through until the day of Jesus Christ. Because it's not me. It is actually God. It is his mercy. So recognize daily that it is not your talents, it is not your skills, but it is only the mercy and grace of God. So, two realities so far. Number one, it is his message. Number two, it is his mercy. And number three, another M, it is his mission. Well, you saw it on the screen. No, I'm just kidding. It is his mission. And Paul continue, continue on with his testimony. And look at, verse, look at verse 17. He says, I did not go up to Jerusalem, or, or, or better, at the end of verse 16. I did not immediately consult with anyone. I did not go up to Jerusalem to those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I went to Arabia and came back to Damascus. And Paul said, hey, after God saved me, I just, I, I, went, I went straight to Arabia. Some people said that he uh, had a, a long time there. Just him and God, learning from the Lord. And then Paul said, I came back to Damascus where Christ appeared to me. And in and, and, and verse, verse 20, uh, he says, and I declared... Or verse 19, I didn't see anyone of the other apostles except James, the Lord's uh, brother. I declared, verse 20, in the sight of God, I am not lying in what I write to you. Paul said, hey, everything that I've told you, it is true. I'm not lying to you. That's what God did in my life. But there is one thing in the next few verses. Something that the folks in Galatia, they just heard it. Like, like they haven't even like personal meet Paul. They say, Paul, we are going to believe if you personally tell us here. And the text is going to tell us that they heard something. And, and look, at, look, at what, look at what they heard. Look at verse Starts verse 21. Afterward, I went uh, to the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I remained personally unknown to the Judean churches that are in Christ. Verse 23. They, listen to this, they simply kept hearing. He who formerly persecuted us, is, uh, us now preaches the faith he once tried to destroy. That's why Acts 9.21 says, All who heard him were astounded and said, Isn't this the man in Jerusalem who was casting havoc for those who call on his name and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priest? In other words, we don't want to see this guy. Saul? We, we don't even want to hang around with him. Don't even bring him here. This guy... He's a bad dude. He's going to come. 
and he's going to take us all and he's going to put us into prison. We do not want this guy here. But when they heard what Paul was doing after his salvation, after receiving grace and mercy from the Lord, and now sharing the message, the message of the good news, and now Paul has a new mission to preach and share with others. Paul is, is saying here, you know, they just heard what God did in me and what, he, what God is doing through me. They heard of my past life, but they now are hearing about my present life. Listen, so many times Satan wants us to live in the past. And so many times Satan brings those thoughts from the past. Oh, you did this. Oh, you were this. And Satan wants us to live in guilt of what happened, of whatever we did. But God's grace and mercy now has changed us as believers and has given us a new heart and new hope so we don't have to live in the past with guilt of shame, on shame. We now need to live in the present of God's grace and mercy and what he did for us and what he's doing in us and what he wants to do through us because we are now in God's mission. It is not our mission. It is not now, oh, this is what I want to do. It is not now, I want to do this. No, it is now his mission because as believers now, God has given you and I Christ's mission within your family, in your workplace, in your neighbors, in your community, in your church, that we all now are advancing God's mission in and through us and through the church. Paul went from a persecutor to a preacher. Listen to this. A life changed by God's mercy and grace has a new message and mission. We have a new master. We have a new mission. It is not our mission. It is his mission. It is his church. It is his work. So what do we need to do? We just need to get up. And understand that God wants us to be a part daily of his mission. And look at verse 24. Man, once they, they're like, yeah, this guy just went from a persecutor to a preacher of the faith that he wanted to destroy. Look at verse 24. What did they do? You see in your text. And they glorify God. Because Paul was an amazing man. They glorified God because Paul, man, he was so skillful. Man, they glorified God because Paul understood on his own that he was destroying the faith. But he came to a sense that, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Is that what you read in your text? No. He said, they glorified God because of me, because of what God has done in and through me. They were able to praise the almighty God. Listen to me. And I hope that's what you want in your own life, 
in whatever ministry you are involved here at church, within your own family, of people that because of the transformation of Jesus Christ in your life, that they go, man, did you hear about so-and-so? What happened? He or she, man, I don't know what happened, but it's like just, just, just something just happened. They're, they're acting differently. Like he's reading the word or she's reading the word. They're like, like he's praying, like he's going to church. Like he's, he's getting involved in his church. He wants to serve Christ, God. Man, that's what happened to Paul. They only heard of what God has done and, and, and has been doing in his life. Don't, don't we want that for Avondale State, for Decatur, for Stone Mountain, for the, the whole metro uh, Atlanta, for Georgia, for the world? The, God, the, the people will see here in and through gospel, hope, and first Baptist that it is not our mission. It is God's mission. That's why Pastor Ryan is actually right now in the Dominican Republic. He's prior preaching right now. And Manuel's church with Manuel and Jenna. Because that is our mission in the Dominican Republic. And we want God's mission to move forward. Because our lives should point people to Christ because our mission now is Christ's mission. Look at Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and do what? And give glory to your Father in heaven. So listen, it is not about us. It's about him. Those, those videos and stories of the website that I told you at the beginning of the service, I am second. They always end. They say their name. And then they go, I am second. Why? Because for them, they're not in the first place. Christ is and I'm going to put myself aside so Christ and only Christ receive the glory in everything that I do and everything that I say. Listen, that's why Christ came to the world so he can save the world from condemnation and of sin and, and eternal death, separation from God. So us, sinful people, by putting their faith only in the Son of God, who is Christ the Savior, can be saved and now we can serve him. Why? Because we need to realize daily that it, it, is, it is not me. It is not my message. It is his message. It is the good news of the gospel to a lost and hopeless world. This is the best message that we can pass to others. It is not my mercy. It is not how good I am. It is not how, how talented I am. But it is his mercy. It is his grace. It is his favor that, that now we should be displaying by the life of those that have been transformed by Christ. So when people see you, they don't see you as who you are. They see you as who you are in Christ. 
Can I encourage you with Psalm 107? He says about the Lord, he turns a wilderness into a pool of water and a dry land into springs of water. And, and he has the hungry live there so that they may establish an inhabited city and, and sow fields and plant vineyards and gather a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them and they multiply greatly and he does not let the cattle. Look at verse 43. Who is wise? He is to pay attention to these things and consider and consider the mercy of the Lord. His mission, his mission continues through you and I, the church, as we go on mission, full of truth and full of grace. Listen, it is never about us. It will never be about us. It is always, and it is always going to be about him, about God. So when people hear, when people see us, when they meet us personally, when we have a chance because of his grace and mercy that has bestowed to us, that they will not only hear the message, but also to share the mission that we are in right now because it's not us, it is all him. Father, it's not me. It's not us. And I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna just, just rush and preach this morning. But I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to what we just heard. Because the gospel have the, has the power to free us from the power and the condemnation of our sins. So we can now live in the freedom of Christ. So if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, Derek is here in the front, I'm here. Man, we'll love to talk to you. We'll love to share with you the good news of the gospel. We will love to sit down and open up God's word and tell you about Christ. But you might be here this morning and you're wrestling right now with whatever the situation is. And yes, you say, I am saved. I, 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 I have experienced God's mercy and God's grace. I have, I, I, I'm sharing his message. I, I, I know that God wants us to be in his mission, but I'm going through a very difficult situation right now. And I just need God's sustaining grace. I don't want this to be about me. I want it to be all about him. Maybe you need to pray by yourself. Maybe you need to find somebody to pray with. 
So I'll just give you a couple minutes of silence to talk to the Lord. Father, thank you for the message that you have given to us by and through your mercy and grace. And now, Lord, what a blessing it is to be a part of what you are doing in our lives, in our church that is your church in our community and literally around the world. Oh Lord, help us to recognize daily that it is not me, it is not us, but it is all you. Lord, we love you, we trust in you, we need you daily, and God's people say, Amen.